Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's MHTV. Really pleased to have you with us. We've got a great episode tonight with Dr. Marion Lynch. But before we get started, um, let's go over to Vanessa to say how we can um, how you can join in and participate. We'd love to hear from you, Vanessa. Thank you, Nikki, everyone, and welcome tonight. So um, for those of you who join in on a regular basis, then you'll know that you need to head over to Facebook and like the Unite MHNA page. Um, the feed should then pop up on your screen and you can follow the comments, um, ask us questions, um, join the conversation. We do like to keep it sociable, so do ask us some questions as we're going along and I'll be keeping an eye on that feed. If you're more of a Twitter person, then go onto Twitter and look up the hashtag MHTV. And again, that should filter out the conversation and you can ask us questions there and comment on the conversation as we go along. And I'll be feeding that into the conversation tonight as much as I can. So that's it for me for now. And I'll hand you back over to Nikki. Hello. So fantastic. So before we come to Marion, um, and then we're going to talk about your I'm Fine Art project, but can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and about your career? Because you've had a really interesting kind of road to the place that you're at today. I have. Thank you. And hello, everybody. So my name's Marion and I'm a general nurse and I'm a mental health nurse and a public health specialist. I've just run up the stairs. Right. <laughs> All good. Um, I started back in the 80s in the UK and realised when I was a, an adult general nurse that there was more to it, more to people's health, particularly as I was looking after young people who had leukaemia at the time. So I became a mental health nurse and then I realised there was more to it than that. So I became a health specialist and kind of went around the world doing all of these different jobs, ended up in um, running health systems really and being an associate dean for 20 years where I had a child and then said, oh, I know what, I'll do a PhD on the side. Ridiculous idea. Mm -hmm. Eight years later, um, still only one child, thank goodness. And my PhD examined how poetry and prose were used to teach medicine. And it kind of got me into that idea of um, how we use the humanities. I think Deep down, I always wanted to be an artist, mm. but I was made to be a nurse. Um, it was, mm. But I've always kept that mm. artistic way because that's what we as nurses um, connect with other things that are going on all the time. It's, you know, it is scientific, but it's also um, humanistic. So my PhD helped me start to look at how we designed education that used the arts that actually mattered not only to patients, but to um, curriculum designers, etc. Um, and I'm still doing that with um, programmes across Africa now. So fast forward years to COVID and I'd run away to New Zealand and I was in the middle of a, a country park in New Zealand when the... Uh, pandemic and shutdown was announced there and I quickly had to get somewhere where and start to design educational programs for someone um, voluntarily who wanted to address the mental health of nurses and healthcare workers across the world. Came back to the UK, was flown back. Thankfully I was using an Irish passport and the German government 
government said they would fly me back if I was the medic on the boat on, on the boat on the on the plane. Um, and worked at the Nightingale in London as an education one of the education team. And there I kept hearing people say, say, oh, I'm fine, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And started to realise that the approach to psychological PPE, just as this approach to um, sort of personal PPE, was being promoted time and time again. Um, but people were still just going, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Swish on a bit more. Um, and I did some research across Europe with... Um, nurses finding out one asking for one picture in 150 words of their their story of covid really and from that started to realize that what was portrayed in the media about images of nurses bore no resemblance at all to the pictures that I was being sent from across Europe and many many of the nurses from across Europe were continuing in essential services you know, not everybody was draped in PPE, looking exhausted, leaning up against a wall, white female mm. ponytail. These images I was I was being shown mm. were quite different, and that made me then think, what on earth are these images in in the media doing to us? Our I'm fine kind of feeling, but also to our profession, our identity, and how could we? shift the dial a bit by actually um, looking at images that aren't necessarily in the front of the, the Guardian or um, nursing magazines and use them to help us think about um, our roles and our responsibilities. And fortunately, I'm also a trustee with a charity called Paintings in Hospitals. And there we work with um, patient groups and artists and it, um, all kinds of hospitals. Many of you might have seen your PIH displays in the hospitals. And they were interested in taking this a bit forward. So none of this was paid work. None of this was, um, you know, a job description. This is just my passion about what nurses do and how people see nurses and the influence nurses can have. So we started about a year and a bit ago with paintings in hospital, and this is what leads into the I'm Fine. That, um, Google Arts and Culture did a series called Healthcare Heroes, and they took paintings that had been um, mm. volunteered and done by artists yeah. who hadn't been able yeah. to do their work mm. and created them into a, a programme called Healthcare Heroes. And had a bit of an issue with the hero label. And I wanted to sort of unpack that a bit um, because it, it has all kinds of connotations. You know, heroes don't get paid. Heroes don't die. <laughs> heroes look a certain way. And nurses need to be paid. And nurses were dying. And nurses look, in, look many ways. So I wanted to explore that heroes. Um, None of the European nurses I'd worked with described themselves as heroes at all. So this was a media view of heroes. And this is how we got to the I'm Fine project, um, which is funded 
by a small grant from the Burdett Trust. And I shall tell you all about what it is in a moment, um, unless you've got any questions about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd quite like to go back to sort of like the start of what you were saying, because you said so many things which are really interesting. I'm sure Vanessa will have questions as well. But it's this, first of all, so the first thing that really jumped out at you is, because I think art and representation have been so important to us during COVID, particularly as a, as a nation. Everything from kind of, you know, Grace and Perry's art project, people starting to draw again, people having more time on their hands, um, the way that um, nursing has been represented and there's so many different ways that has been represented throughout the whole of this kind of pandemic and still now because the, the political situation being as it is, you can't help but have um, accompanying pictures to go with the stories. And as you rightly say, those, those pictures are often very white, very female dominated mm. um, and bearing in mind the, the people who took the brunt of, of that um, death toll yeah. don't look like that yeah. at all. And that, that was really interesting. And the other thing is as well, it, it, it reminded me a bit of the head clutcher meme. You know, when on Twitter and, and service users and people who use mental health services are constantly saying mental health and, and having experiencing mental distress doesn't just look like this, you know, the proper head clutcher. And um, for the first time, I really saw kind of staff being given the head clutcher meme. Yeah. You know, everyone was like staggering around, leaning up against walls. Uh, uh, sitting on the floor. I mean, I can't think of a single nurse who voluntarily sits on the floor of a hospital ever. <laughs> we know what's there like. In all the places you would sit, even if you were slumping, you'd be like, oh, and you'd be back up again. <laughs> but so the, the, the whole representation of that was really interesting. I wonder if we could just, yeah. just have a, a moment just to think about that before we go on to looking at the kind of um, representations that nurses were putting forward of themselves. So yeah. do you have anything else you'd like to say about what's going on when people show photos or images of nursing in that kind of heroic battered yeah. bruised stance what's going on there well we've got a, a sort of a historical mm. view of nurses and imagery and it's either they're either in the war or in the ward you know, community nurses mm. don't exist and they're either next to a mm. bed or in a bed mm. sexualized um yeah. or or yeah. passive and in paintings, nurses, mm. um, if they're not in the war doing something heroic, they're to the, to the background of someone else's. So the doctor, you know, the Luke 5 um, sort of portraits, the, the nurse will be in the back, which is all very well if, mm. if the focus is on a sort of a patient or a community. But if it's on another profession, that kind of um, makes me wonder where, where they sit in society. So historically, we've had that um, sort of uniformed and uniform issue. Um, and as in the media, people did want to have a kind of something to clap at, as opposed to something to, um, yeah, was it maybe not 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 your neighbour, not too close. Um, and what we know is um, the huge diaspora communities in nursing um, don't don't appear in the in the image banks of anything, be it our academic books, which are um, often male and othering female or non-white. And so I think there's a pattern in our media portrayals that we've been socialised to see nurses in a certain way. And when nurses aren't in that way, for instance, in the I'm Fine book, we've got um, nurses being um, yeah. um, politically active, you know, striking for more PPE, 
it does, you know, it's it's a bit uncomfortable for people because we've got that vocation or that um, religious element where um, nurses come from in-house, in the used to be in domestic service or in religious service and are seen as a cost to a hospital rather than a, an asset. You know, we can't have any more nurses, they cost too much. You wouldn't ever say that about doctors. So there's something about the imagery and, and then the political um, ideology that goes with that. So I wanted to just turn the dial a little bit and get people to think about when we're using art, you know, art, um, it, art is, is there, the great thing is it helps other people see things. It's not what you see, it's what you enable others to see through this art. And that's what we, that's, um, Degas said that. And so that's what I wanted to start doing. When nurses were sending their pictures of you, what were they sending pictures of? Um, very, very rarely of a mask and, and face marks. There's kind of a, you know, there was a, a kind of a, um, in the media and some social media, there was some pride in that, um, you know, war scars. And um, I said to nurses, there no pictures, no pictures of patients because of confidentiality. So they were sending pictures of their environment or pictures of their team or pictures of them doing normal, normal nurse stuff. Um, there were no glory pictures. There were no um, beauty pageant pictures. And there were no war zone pictures. It was it was nurses getting on with doing nursing stuff. And then the story that came with it could have been about the emotional trauma that went with that. The um, the uh, uh, you know the guilt that they were still having to do normal services when their um, colleagues were in you know in places where they could get injured or they were not able to visit their family, their own family anymore because people are ostracizing them or stories of people crossing the road to avoid them. That Those were the kind of things because nurses weren't popular because they were seen as a um, vector yeah. of infection. Yeah. So you went from hero to um, pathogen mm. in countries very quickly. So mm. yeah. yeah, nurses don't portray themselves in the same way as the media does. And mm. also nurses rarely put themselves to the fore of the picture. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of the reasons that kind of the images of nurses are always being done to yeah. rather than doing themselves a little bit. Yeah. Because um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I've been nursing years and years and years too, and I don't know many nurses who are like straight to the front, think yeah. that they're amazing. Most of the nurses I know are actually really self-deprecating, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and are very keen to make sure that everybody is recognised, not just one person. And I think that doesn't make for a good selfie, does it? <laughs> that, yeah. that kind of, you know, and if you're looking for kind of like dynamic, powerful images, the kind of work, the kind of things that nurses tend to value and tend to honour, maybe don't photograph as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the I'm Fine project was to try and make those invisible aspects visible mm, mm, mm. and and not to turn you know, away from the we as mm -hmm. as as a collective nurse to the me as, a, as some kind of hero but mm. instead shine a light on the range of things that nurses uh, do mm. and use use those where where the nurse or the activity was front and center to then 
enable other nurses to go actually this this is also me this this represents me I see me in this or the corollary as with art you know I don't see me in this Mm. um, at all Mm. and then be able to um, reflect on those their experiences um, with COVID um, review what happened for themselves maybe using the picture of another as a way of being able to talk about it because some people can't um, or don't want to talk about themselves. Um, and and because our, all of our photographs are about amazing things that nurses do, and rejoice in the career and the profession and the work that we do. There isn't one scarred, sad face. We've got enough of those. Yeah, and that's not to denigrate that experience, but it's just to say there's tons of experiences as well. So if anyone's sort of curious about what we're talking about, if you go to MHTV on the hashtag on Twitter, there's um, links to um, the Google Arts page and all that um, work is there for you to see. And there's some extraordinary pictures there, aren't there, of every different kind. Can I quote you back to you, Marion, before I uh, go to Vanessa? So we are humans. We need connection with other people. Art acts as an anchor to our humanity. So is is that what, what the aim of this is then, to remind people of the kind of human side of it rather than the hero side of it? Or are they both the same thing? What's going on there? I think it's, it, it's whatever people will, um, will want this to be. Um, yeah. People say, I, I don't know what good art is, but I know when I see it. Well, that could be the same with your experience with art. And you know, this is eight images um, or or photographs of, of an activity, two blogs, your blog and Joan Joan's blog. Um, and the it's more than the images, it's it's a bit of a toolkit, an educational toolkit. So the I'm fine comes from, like I said, um, people always saying to you, oh, I'm fine. And as a mental health nurse, we're always um, encouraged to say, mm, you know, ask twice. So this is the I'm fine, and then the second chance to ask again, and a tool to enable people to say, oh, yes, I'm fine, and I could be um, finer. So the the content of of the resource gives us us a story of where we've got to so far in terms of nursing. Um, For those um, nerds like me, we've got a map of the 21st century nurse issues at the moment, and so to... um, get the statistics together, I've kind of put a chapter together of, you know, sit rep, we call it, where are we now? And then it um, builds on ways that we can supervise, um, participatory supervision, ways that we can actually um, use education to support thinking. So it's, it's a bit of a toolbox with the photographs in it, and it's international as well, and it's representative of of the communities we serve and the mm. colleagues we work with. So um, I was I was very keen to undo the, um, it, you know, the, the me look yeah. um, that that become a trope in, in many of the um, areas. So I have found pictures that have won um, awards. My, my absolute favorite, because I, I have worked with people in care homes is a picture of um, a nurse from Brazil and she's in a, uh, a care home and she's got the, uh, the, the kind of shower curtain, mm. you know, cape, backwards cape thing on and giving a hug 
and the joy of the human connection mm. and the representative of um, this um, larger than life nurse from Brazil working in a care home. Everything that's not seen in the media um, speaks volumes to me because um, I know that so many people in my, fam my own family included either wanted to do that to residents or were residents and wanted that to happen. So um, this is the kind of conversation you can have when you see a picture like that, because it can um, help you recognise the value of what we do. Others are from Africa in um, out in communities doing vaccinations when, when we think, gosh, you know, you think, I, you know, toast to rugby clubs cold. You should imagine some other places where we can't, we can't even keep the vaccines cold. Um, because they're too hot uh, and then and then there are pictures um, from uh, nurses experiences in the UK that you can that may resonate with people um, so brilliant Vanessa is there anything you wanted to come in with I mean it's fascinating um, discussion I was just reflecting on I don't know if you remember but um, during the lockdown somebody started a movement where nurses who died during the pandemic that pictures were shared and a bit of sort of information on you know people's lives to kind of celebrate and acknowledge that you know the lives of people who you know died during the pandemic and I yeah. felt that was really important and I know my, one of my friends who's an artist took part in the healthcare heroes project and had the same issues as us not a clinician um, and one of the things she was wanting to capture but didn't because I think it was a little bit too raw at the time was a nurse who you know died during the pandemic so as you were talking I was thinking about that as well that we kind of talked about nurses and you know how heroic they were but we did there wasn't as much talk about kind of nurses who were losing their lives and then the other thing for me is about mental health nurses because obviously you know our our trade is in communication isn't it and very difficult to communicate with somebody, um, you know, in, in PPE. So for me, um, what doesn't make a great picture is a nurse doing a digital consultation with, yeah. with a nurse. So, for example, you know, in prisons where, where prisons were on lockdown and people weren't allowed out of their cells, you know, nurses innovating and actually still being able to see somebody online, that doesn't make a great picture. But actually, um, you know, that, that's kind of where nurses, mental health nurses were kind of using their skills in a life-saving way. But because it was mental health life-saving, it isn't captured in the same way as, you know, showing an intensive care unit, which, of course, you know, it is, um, you know, highly sensitive. But at the same time, you know, nurses in mental health were also saving people's lives and still are, you know, in the aftermath of the pandemic. So... It's kind of what I'm reflecting on and interested to know, you know, what kind of themes that you might have captured around mental health nurses specifically so far, if, if you're able to say that this stage. Um, I, I can't because I didn't differentiate. Mm. I don't actually know what, yeah. what the nurses are mm. in the photographs because I, in, in the Anne Fine project, I don't know yeah. them. There's one that's yeah. a, a collage of all, because it is an image that can then be interpreted um, yeah. in whatever way. Um, mm. I don't know. And for my European work, no, no mental health nurses came forward. Yeah. Um, 
as, yes. as you say, it's dif- it's difficult to capture yeah. the nuances of, of care. Yeah, maybe it's something about the invisibility of what we yeah. do as well, which is quite, quite hard to capture in a concrete way, in a picture, yeah. because it is so difficult. I mean, I did a lot of work with um, schools during the pandemic, and obviously, again, you know, nurses innovating through using technology again, to kind of maintain contact with you know children and young people or over a screen and as we know you know um mental health issues amongst young people were a kind of huge issue and continue to be as a result of um the pandemic and quite difficult to capture what nurses were contributing there but again you know life-saving in many situations yeah i think this is why the image issue is so important because when looking at at the images for instance in in the I'm fine project you also see what's not there and most people aren't in ITU um, and most people aren't in a hospital Mm. so that pyramid of of care um, is is something we need to acknowledge only by saying actually who's not here who's not in the picture whose voice have you got can we yeah. um, maybe discuss it in more detail? It is interesting because mm. it falls on so many different things all at once. It's hard to know almost how where to start unpacking yes, it because yeah. you've got mental health nurses being invisible. I didn't see much from LD nurses, despite the fact that the population mm. they worked with was also oh, yeah. under horrendous pressure. But when you do mm. see people working in older adults, they always have that kind face on. Yeah, you know, totally. like my experience of working in an older adult with older adults was riotous it was funny it was sad Mm. it was all lots of different sorts of things but it wasn't necessarily cutesy because you know it's a a challenging place to work isn't it Mm. you're Mm. often and and what the nursing homes were going through was so horrendous you know it doesn't you know almost feels like there was all the all these pictures and none of them really told the truth And also those pictures are are really patronising. It's like a nurse talking down to an older person. And the reality is what was so tough for nurses working in care homes is that the people who are dying in care homes are people that nurses have had relationships with, you know, professionally for maybe years and years. And, you know, those relationships weren't patronising relationships. Those relationships were built on, you know, humanity and connection weren't they which isn't really captured through a kind of patronizing you know look at an older person who might have led you know a really interesting (laughs) exciting life and often you know has as well and you know we only see the sort of physical frailty don't we in those pictures we don't see the person's life story behind that yeah yeah it is a really strange thing it really is and, and then thinking again as well about kind of um, media representations of nurses, you did point out, you know, you have those kind of tropes and they're actually quite sexist tropes. Oh, you know, totally. helper, sexy, battle axe, you know, and they're, it's almost like the functions, isn't it? It's sort of like the ages of woman in a strange way, which is so unfair for our male <laughs> colleagues as well. Mm, not, yeah. not least because it's totally unfair to women, but you never see pictures of yeah. dynamic leadership that's female. And no. things that, are, that would be really interesting and really yeah. inspiring to see. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. do need to do more mm. about actually continuing this project to, to grow and, and actually make the kind of images that make people want to be nurses. Yeah. 
because yeah. seeing someone slumped on a grubby floor with like mask marks that isn't going to inspire anybody hmm. no it's not inspire anything other than a vague sense of horror and you might you may think I might you know people said oh I might I might like to train to do that then let me see no one's going to stay if a world's mm-hmm. like that um, and the world of nursing isn't like that that's not mm-hmm. that's not our world mm-hmm. and that's not a world I ever want people to have to feel they have to stay in that that mm-hmm. is that has been um, yeah. a lot in the past two years for a lot of people and now we need to say. Um, there is a reason why so many of us died, and there's a reason why um, so many as so many of us of of a certain age and a, and a, a certain um, career and a certain um, ethnic group died, and that's around power, and mm. that's around our position of as nurses. Mm. So my my aim with the I'm Fine project is to start the conversations and then construct a a way that we can form a different type of identity. And not lose our compassion and our humanity because those are key to any nursing. But where's the where's the recognition for the safety critical work, the 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 STEM, you know, the technology? Oh my goodness, those those let's go back to those I, those ITU images. Nobody but a nurse could manage all of those tubes and fluids yeah. and stuff. But we didn't see that. We saw we saw you. Know, damaged faces rather mm. than there's 28 different mm. uh, infusions yeah. going on um that's not the only part of nursing but there is something about us recognizing that complexity mm. um for my for my role it's um how we work with the genome now mm. how we enable people um to understand their own dna and their genetics mm. so that they can make choices in life and how we can support nurses mm. to take that on as part of their role and um, yeah so um, yeah that's that's my next element we go from the uniqueness of individuals and patients portrayed through um our conversations and our connection with them to the mm. uniqueness of our dna and the nurses mm. the glue in between those mm. um, we're the we're the translator mm. um the sense maker mm. um and the same in so many ways as well. Yeah. And on the other hand, you know, we have finite resources. We need to target those resources. Yeah. And that's going to be the future. And I think it will be something that nurses will be relied on to do and to yeah. understand, to get involved in. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. And I think what I really like about kind of the I'm Fine project that I found a little bit disturbing with the clapping, although, you know, thank, thank you to people who clapped, thank you to people who recognised what the nurses were doing. But it was like a wave that, seemed really massive and then just ebbed away without any real change and I think the idea that you would like look at what's positive and what's been a struggle in the last couple of years and then seek to think what do we do to move forward that to me feels very nursy I like that feels positive it's like turning those ideas and thoughts into some action so what are the next stages with that as part of this project so we've got um, a webinar that launches it on the 19th of January. We'll put it all on social Twitter. Please do join. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many spaces to come. And on that mm-hmm. webinar, we hear from experts, including Nikki, mm-hmm. on how the nurse, how um, art is used, the the um, the need, the issues for nursing, yeah. the supervision models, etc. Yeah. The resource mm-hmm. will then be online for free on the Paintings in Hospital website. And you'll be able to tap into it to, to say maybe as a, 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 um, a lesson plan or a teaching tool or something to um, use as a trigger in supervision or um, that magic revalidation 
moment when you sit there on mm-hmm. on an evening and go, I really can't believe I have to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And yet value it and go, this is a, a moment for my reflection. Um, take a piece of art, take one of these photographs and say, what does this say to me? What does this say about me? What does mm-hmm. this say about my profession and my future? And, and by creating that new kind of um, thought and intelligence in nursing, looking at the positives and, and focusing on the future rather than the negatives and focusing on, focusing on the past, I think we can um, create new knowledge about us, a new energy. Um, half a million nurses doing this. If half a million nurses did something about um, images in their revalidation, imagine the change in conversations mm-hmm. that could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thinking more broadly about art, how did you come to get involved in paintings in hospitals? Um, so my PhD mm-hmm. made me a bit obsessed. And then I was invited <laughs> to be um, professor. My clinical area is dementia. So I was provi- invited to be professor with the University of, University of West London um, and teaching on their master's programmes. And much of the work I'd done previously had been on... Um, patient representation through art um, and, and images. So I was teaching and they, um, patients in hospitals contacted me and said, would you would like to apply to be a trustee? And I thought, oh my goodness, that'd be ridiculous. I'm, you know, if you got, do you know how many jobs I've got and I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and I already run, you know, I've got my own charity because of um, work I've done before. So I said, yes, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> been on on their board about four years now and it's um I would say to any any nurse um get involved in charity become a trustee or shadow a trustee because you get insights into the um the rest of the world and you know Mm. doesn't start to look a bit insular sometimes and you know health is everything but actually um health is important but it's um not everybody cares as much as we do um paintings hospital obviously do but their focus is on the art and I've I've loved every moment of it and learned how to do things one of the key elements there is um we've started to look at equality and diversity and inclusion what what's within the collections that we've got what's what communities do we work with um what is it we're trying to do in terms of um outreach to people who um are experiencing homelessness or loneliness or or um in care homes you know it's not it's absolutely not paintings on the walls it's so much so much more than that um yes so do do seek out trustee shadow trustees get involved with the charity see what's going on because there's nothing like stepping out of your own comfort zone to realize some changes you can do for yourself as well absolutely and you i think nurses constantly underestimate their skills you know, if you're a nurse, you are trustworthy, you are organised, you can communicate with lots of different people, you can convey ideas, you know, you're, the things that you have to offer, I think can be really, you can really overlook the gifts that you have. And to share them around, be it school governorship, um, being, a, being a trustee, that stuff's so important. And if you can do something almost adjacent in the same way that you have, you can even then bring in your kind of like, sort of nursing and medical experience as well, which is really useful. Yeah. Really useful. And, then, and and this is how we shift the dial then, the identity of nurse. Because nurse, you know, nurses are our chief execs of hospitals, are our entrepreneurs in business, are our leaders in systems. Mm-hmm. They're, nurses aren't just nurses yeah. in wards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nurse, a nurse on the board mm-hmm. of a charity 
go, oh, you've got a nurse. Oh, lovely. Oh, my goodness. You must have a, a real sense of whatever it is you bring, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's step in. Let's step into our our lives of nurses. Lean in, not, not lean out. Mm. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely be, um, if you go on the MHTV tagline, we'll be putting the I'm Fine Project um, webinar up, which is a free access. Is there anything, um, Vanessa, that you wanted to talk about? Because I know you're very passionate about, you know, art and health being used together. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, we've talked about the visual arts. It'd be quite good to kind of talk about um, some of the other arts as well. So, for example, poetry think is a is a great way of um nurses being able to um express themselves and also a great way for nurses to work with people in telling their stories as well and I think there's this sense for poetry and maybe art to an extent that it's something exclusive and something that you've got to be really good at to give it a go but actually it's not about being good at it it's about just expressing yourself isn't it so yeah poetry is um the medium that interests me I would say poetry and words generally really well that's lovely to hear because that was my PhD yeah um, I thought you said that yeah so I'm interested in much much of the teaching that I I used to do and and, and still do um we'll use a we'll use a poem and um one of the ones that I've had a lot mm -hmm. of feedback on from nurses is Thomas Hardy's The Whitewashed Wall and it's a poem that enables you to mm -hmm. understand grief and sadness mm. or change um and it, it, even when I say the title I get that emotional response but also that mm. um, recognition that it, it links too much of my clinical work about um supporting people in in loss um yeah. and moving on so um the, the poetry element opens up doors that people yeah. didn't realize were open to them not just mm -hmm. in terms of what they understand, but then what they can write down in words as well. And poems don't have to be an A-level English. No, poems no. be a bunch of words that someone else says that made me um, know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's so great about poetry now that, um, you know, this sort of um, a sort of academic snobbery about kind of poetry having to stick to a particular form in order for it to be a poem. But so many poets on social media now have just totally disrupted that form and, are, you know, telling their stories through poetry and, you know, are getting poetry book deals as a result of their poetry and you know, I know there's lots of kind of um, discussion both ways about whether their work's poetry, but to me, somebody like Rupi Kaur, who's got millions of followers and has written millions of books and is communicating to people through a poetry, if that kind of connects with people, then to me, that's poetry, regardless of, you know, what form it is. And I think that that opens the door maybe for other people to write poetry and not worry about um, whether it's following rules and you know, whether they understand what a stanza is or whatever, you know. It's rap. Um, rap is yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok moments of poetry. Yeah. But what's really interesting about that is it's people not yeah. waiting to be given a platform, people taking a platform and making it happen for themselves. You know, if you Partly. control the narrative, yeah. if you value your voice, whether that's through images, through written word, mm -hmm. and actually just get it out there, you start to find that a lot of people feel the same way as you do. Yeah. I think being waiting for permission to speak or permission to say who it is 
what who you are, what your values are. You're waiting a long time. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you that space. I don't think. Very mm-hmm. easily. What are you waiting for? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my that's my request to people who are um, on the on here. And what mm-hmm. yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad would happen. Definitely, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm seeing really time has got away from us again tonight. Mm-hmm. We haven't had time for questions or anything yet. So um, we're going to have to finish up. But can we come to yeah. both of you for any kind of like last thoughts on anything from art, creativity and health? So, um, Marion, come to you first. Anything you'd like to, to leave the audience with? or to I, I, am a, I am a nerd as well, so I can get all jargony. But um, we're in the fifth wave of public health now, which means that we have to start to look at the aesthetics, what pe- what things look like, feel like. There's no point telling people what to stop doing this and start doing that anymore. It doesn't work. Um, so this, we need to have value our cultures. We did that 2000 years ago before we separated out medicine and um, mm. from you know, the meaning of life. Mm. Um, so this has theory and practice behind it and puts the fun back into functional nursing as well. Absolutely. So please do. We'll, we'll put the um, links up on the Facebook afterwards, but also on um, MHTV. They're already there if you're looking on Twitter. So please do investigate and explore that. Um, Vanessa, is there anything you'd like to leave us with tonight? I think for me, just, you know, continuing this conversation, like Nikki knows that, you know, I'm quite passionate myself about arts and mental health and, you know, any opportunities that we've got, because I think it's important both for kind of representing nursing, but also it's important for helping, particularly in mental health, for people to tell their stories, isn't it? And to capture those stories for people. So I think for me, um, kind of following your work and seeing how that evolves and, um, you know, any opportunity that we've got to kind of promote that as well so that people online get the opportunity to get involved in some of those conversations is a great thing I think that you know having this platform really you've been able to use social media now whilst you said as you say that the media is kind of promoting a particular image of nursing a social movement can actually be much more influential than anything a newspaper puts out nowadays I mean most newspapers are obsolete now aren't they so I think that you know the power of the people is kind of this generation and I think we need to capitalize on that so that's my final thoughts but it's been fascinating I just wish we had longer to talk to you really absolutely it's flown as I knew it would yeah Yeah, it really has so yeah thank you and for anybody who has sort of been thinking about the, the difficulties that we've been through over the last couple of years, please do. If you're if you're struggling or you're worried, um, reach out. You've got Nurse Lifeline. You've got friends, colleagues, people who who value and care about you. So please do um, to reach out because we do. Mm. We see you and we value you. And we're yeah. tremendously glad to be one big family. And um, so please do seek support if you need it and take some time to celebrate by looking at these images because they are really beautiful so mm. thank you very much and good night everybody we've really enjoyed having you speak to us tonight good night thank, thank you, you. Bye. 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 Bye.